0: Hello, welcome to another one of our Doctor Foot podcasts. In this podcast I'm going to be talking about Doctor Foot itself, the company and the rise and fall of Doctor Foot. So you're going to have to hear me reminiscing a little bit now. Uh which is always good because I'm hoping some of the lessons that I've learned in life others can apply to their lives and they can get some benefit from it. So let's go back to the beginning it was 1997 i think yes uh it's been two years since i qualified as a podiatrist i was working within the nhs in the uk in birmingham and a patient asked me where do i get some of this material from she wanted to know where to get felt from semi-compressed felt to place onto a foot um and i said um well, you can get them from certain suppliers, from mail order catalogues. But she asked me specifically, can I get them online? Now, at that stage, the in- the internet was in its infancy. We had no Google. There was no YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. There was... Uh, Google was in its infancy. We did have Google. But what we had was uh, AOL and Yahoo were really the predominant search engines google wasn't the beast that it is now it's absolute animal now you can't escape google but back in those days it wasn't that easy to find google but nevertheless she asked me that and i said no but let me look into it so i went off and i thought okay i want to create the uk's first online food store that sells 4 care products now it sounds really easy uh when you say it like that but back in 1997 it wasn't that easy um i had no money so i was just about coping uh in a rented house and i had nothing to myself not a single dime to myself so i couldn't afford a web designer and there were few and far between so there was no youtube or for me to learn how to design websites so i literally went and bought the books on how to make websites and i got hold of the software i taught myself uh, a software called dreamweaver to design websites i taught myself photoshop which was harder than designing websites (laughs) at times and i taught myself flash because flash was a big thing back then so people were into animation so, yeah, I, I, I spent months and months and months learning to do this. And then I had to uh, buy a, a, a actual name and the name Dr. Foot came into my mind. And it's, it was, it, it does everything what it says on the tin, basically. Um, it tells you what kind of products that Dr. Foot uh, specialises in. So Dr. Foot has since become a massive brand. So I started this off in 1997 uh, and I was the first website in the UK to sell foot care products online. I was operating out of a spare room in the house. Eventually, as uh, the years went by, the first year, it was very, very difficult. So I was working in the NHS. I was getting a few orders, not many, I gave up the NHS for various reasons and I went into private practice. So when I was in private practice, this is a long time ago, um, it was very difficult in private practice. What I know now about private practice, if I knew it then, I would have been a massive success. But I was young, I didn't have enough knowledge on business and how to market myself. So what I did know though is I knew a technique where I could get nursing homes and adults with learning disabilities homes to uh, accept me to come into their homes to treat their residents. So I managed to make quite a few links and I did a lot of networking. So what I was doing was in the morning I was going to a nursing home, in the afternoon I was going to a residential home, in the evening I was going to a adults with learning disabilities home and I was treating their feet. Uh, and if any podiatrist is doing this right now, fair play to you, I hated it with a passion. I absolutely hated it. This is not what a podiatry is about. Um, I understand that it, it does make a difference to individuals' lives, uh, but cutting nails and doing corns is, isn't me. It's just not me, especially some of these residents were spitting at you. They were trying to hit you. The smell of some of these homes would stay with you for ages. So I would be doing these homes and in the evening I would come back and I would pack a few of the orders that I had. However, I kept on working on my marketing and eventually Dr. Foot went boom. It went massive. I couldn't cope with the amount of orders I was getting in. So I went from one or two orders a day to hundreds of orders a day. Um, and I gave up my job as a podiatrist and I focused solely on Dr. Foot. Um, at that stage, I also realised that there was a demand for orthotics and I wanted to create my own range of Dr. Foot orthotics. Bear in mind, I had no knowledge on creating a product. So I did the same thing what I did before. I read, I learned. I looked around at other examples, um, and I managed to source a supplier in China, and I started off with my own range of Dr. Foot orthotics. I started off with the Dr. Foot pro insoles and the sports insoles. Uh, The three-quarter length are pro insoles, and the full length are the sports insoles. Right now, we have have so many. We have the Dr. Foot pro and the sports, as as I just said. We also have golf insoles. We have slim fit insoles, gel plus insoles custom heat moldable insoles. Uh, We have insoles that you can apply wedges to the inside and the outside and metatarsal pads. So the range is huge. But back in those days, just getting an order for a few hundred insoles was like, oh my God. Um, Those of you that are living in the UK would know it's not that easy to import. So I didn't have a VAT number. I had to create all of this paperwork and VAT numbers and had to learn about import and export, and I had to... There was a lot to learn, a hell of a lot. But as the years went by, the range of Dr. Foot products increased. So I started a Dr. Foot sandal, orthotic sandal, which I had patented. I started off Dr. Foot shoes, which are awesome, and I think I'm going to recreate them. I'm, gonna, I'm going to go back to the manufacturers, because they, uh, they are not manufactured anymore and dr foot uh foot cream dr foot shoe sprays there was a there was quite a few products and these all came about from me thinking i want to do more at the peak of dr foot i had five people working for me i had web designers all over the world making content and multiple other websites so there are 30 other websites that shut off from dr foot and we we were struggling to keep up with the orders. And I was spending money like it was going out of fashion. Because I, I never thought this was going to end. I never ever thought this was going to end. I was buying Porsches and Ferraris. I got a. I was flying helicopters. I got my helicopter license. I would go and fly a helicopter for an afternoon and just land in London, have lunch there. I, w- I would do silly things. People that... It's things that people uh when i tell them they don't believe me <laughs> because they think that can't be right but yeah I, I i was doing a lot and i was spending more money than what i should have and i wasn't reinvesting into the business i was young i really didn't understand business that well and i didn't have a mentor if i had a mentor who was who would have said to me look Abid, slow down uh reinvest this money uh, and diversify. I would have, um, but I didn't, which is why I am so keen to mentor as many people as I can now, because I have so much knowledge and so much experience to pass on. But then Google changed its algorithm. Yes, Google changed its algorithm, and all the keywords that we were listing for, we got destroyed for because they we were not we were no longer in not even the first page. We were no longer. In the first 10 pages. And it wasn't because we were doing any naughty stuff with our website. It wasn't that we were doing black hat SEO, which is what is called when you're trying to get links from weird and wonderful places. It's because uh, Google changed its algorithm and Google decided in its infinite wisdom that medical um, information should come from select. Websites which are government-related or are charities, and they filtered. and That overnight destroyed Dr. Foot. Um, even all our 30 websites that we had, including drfoot.co.uk, all took a hit. All took a hit. And um, we went from hundreds of orders a day to 20 orders a day to less than that. So it's a lesson that I thought was really interesting was make sure you diversify, but I mean, Dr. Foot is still going, Uh, we still get a few orders a day, my passion now is treating patients, uh, and I love treating patients, absolutely love it, it's, I was still treating patients when Dr. Foot was going, but I wasn't doing many, I would do one, one, one or two a week, now I'm doing 10, 15 a day, and I'm really enjoying it, because I've got my passion back for what I originally went into podiatry for. It wasn't to make money. It really wasn't. That was a byproduct that came from podiatry. My passion was I wanted to become a podiatrist because I wanted to help people. That was it. It wasn't I wanted to become a millionaire. It wasn't because I wanted to fly helicopters and drive around in Porsches and Ferraris. It was none of that. Um, So I've rediscovered my passion for podiatry, which is great which is something that I'm really enjoying right now. I'm enjoying treating athletes. I'm enjoying doing my MSc in sports and exercise medicine. It's been 24 years since I've been a podiatrist. 24 years. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Dr. Fort is now carrying on through the surgery and is still carrying on through products. We still have patients from around the world that purchase our products. Around the world from... All over, Uh, the Dr. Foot app, iOS and Android app has been downloaded over 100,000 times. And you know what? The Dr. Foot website has been accessed by 5 million people since 1997. 5 million people have had free advice regarding their foot condition. Now, I, I am immensely proud of that. I'm immensely proud that 5 million people, I managed to touch 5 million lives just by offering them free advice. And that's brilliant. Um, I hope you found this interesting and I hope you found the story of Dr. Foote interesting. And if any of you listen to this, from wherever you are around the world, and if you're starting up a business and if you're succeeding, uh, don't take it for granted. First of all, show gratitude, because I'm always talking about gratitude. That's very, very important. And put things into perspective, I hope you found this interesting and I shall speak to you soon. Bye